Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yes, welcome back. Uh, crunch time all thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Call, you make the show, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. 0457 736 736. And you can tweet, slide on into the DMs. Tweet at 1170 SEN. Just before we get to our next guest, who is the best caller in the game at the moment, uh, these coming through. Cadbury Dream is, for me, always left in the favourites packet. Not a fan of white chocolate. Old gold is an early pick, along with the Morrow, Eel Mars. The Morrow is the Dallium winner. Yep. What, have you, what do you think? I can't. I honestly can't think what it tastes like. I don't know if I have no, had one. What would you say that you leave alone in the favourites box? Oh, Cherry Ripe, Turkish Delight, yeah. any of those ones. Can't stand them. I, I go straight for the white chocolate. That's my first pick. Yep. Uh, McHugh's had his say as well, which I'll round up very, very shortly. In a Cadbury favourites box, the Turkish delight are the West Tigers with the Morrow. Evan Sirius trying to get involved here. Um, uh, uh, Morrow is the New Zealand Warriors, says David Sinai. Warriors is the Penrith Panthers, David. Joel, like you, I have four kids. I never see the last chocolate in a box of favourites, says Bunny David. There's plenty there, which we'll mop up after this, but we must get to our next guest. As I said, the number one call in rugby league. He served a massive apprenticeship. And uh, he is a top of the calling castle, and he's on the line. Uh, Andrew Voss, good afternoon. Very kind of you, Joel, and, and fellas. Yeah, I'm just Dairy Milk Chocolate, so I'll, I'll get to the box first. I'm not. Mm. I don't. <laughs> I don't share. No, <laughs> I, I do. I, I share the rest once I've had what I want out of yes. it. Then you yeah. can go for it. And, and the Turkish delight tomorrow. They're all left there. The cherry ripe. They're all left behind. <laughs> yes, yeah. Vossy, you got the opportunity, and, and I love how. You know what? He's a true purist, right? He's a bloke who grew up wanting to call and he appreciates what he's been given. So people will watch the game. It's Panthers taking on Parramatta and he has been entrusted to deliver this game from his part to the audience and always does it magnificently well. But you're there last night, Vossi, after all these years, you had a birthday during the week. Happy birthday, by the way. Do you you, do you still appreciate... Uh, what you're doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I do. I feel very blessed. Um, I, I just love calling. Uh, you know, I, I, people say, you know, what about you know, you're excited? You, you haven't you haven't actually called an Origin game? Well, no, yeah. but I get as excited calling a game at Leichhardt Oval round yeah. two as I do a big match in front of fifty thousand fans at, at you know Suncorp. Um, it just it's my dream job. It mightn't be everyone's, yep. but for me it is. Um, and and it's not you know it's not work. I mean, I joke I'd do it for nothing. Obviously, I'm, I'm happy to have it. It's, it's a very fortunate position to be in that it's your it's your income. But you know, it's I'm very lucky and have a supportive wife and family. They know that you know your weekends get taken up, and it has been all my life, uh, all my working life. Um, but you know, it it is it's so much fun. I mean, the, the the work is the preparation, and I'm you know meticulous in that. But the actual calling, 
I say it's like going on a Bucks weekend every weekend. You know, <laughs> yeah. with a great bunch of, well, you do. You work with a great bunch of mates. You're at the game. You're talking football. You're talking a lot of you-know-what as well, BS and well around it. And then the actual calling of the game, I'm a lunatic. I mean, I, I just get so absorbed in the game. Anything can come out. I, yep. I had no idea, uh, Vossi. I've known you for many, many years, and you've had this analogy with the Bucks, buddy. Adrian, I had no idea after all these years he calls the game nude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the throwover. Vossi, um, you know, you, we've, we've blown a lot of smoke up you this, this morning, this afternoon, but uh, coming from, and this is on behalf of all Parramatta fans, you had one job for us last <laughs> night. One job, one Vossi, job. and one you job, didn't uh, fulfil your obligations. I'm very, very yeah, disappointed. Well, well, Adrian, we're going to have to review the juju. There's going to have to be a comprehensive juju review. I would say that perhaps, perhaps the juju only replies to regular season. That was the juju. Until next year, we're not going to know. Yeah. But I was, I must say, as mm. commentator last night, it's hard in the runner play, but I even, well, no, I suppose during the runner play, and I said it a number of times in my commentary last night, I was waiting for Dylan Brown. I was waiting mm. for Clint Gutherson mm. to actually come into the game and, and they didn't. They didn't. I don't think the superstar players of the Parramatta side produced any superstar players at all. And Penrith, well, different, you know, the actual contrast there, Cleary stepped up. Was um, he... You know, Brian Tottle stepped up. And I don't know whether the Parramatta key men did. Did you have any Penrith fans trying to run you off the road or anything on your <laughs> travels to the stadium last night to stop the juju? Well, Miss Isle, I've been happy to engage in it. I mean, it's been a, it is a very curious statistic. Like, but Parramatta, without me calling, again, was six and eight this year. Like, that's, yeah. that's ridiculous. But a commentator can call them ten times, they win ten. And some of that against, you know, high-quality opposition, Melbourne twice, Penrith. And then without me calling, they were six and eight. So it was worth a story. Dean Ritchie read it in the Telegraph. And it was, it, was, it was all good fun because yeah. it's the most unusual thing. But when it got down to it, I, I actually tipped Penrith on air yesterday morning to win. I, I just think... You know they they are the they are the benchmark and have been not just this year last year it's the year before as well it's three years of absolute excellence so they're going to have to play poorly to beat them you know, you know, they are going to have to drop their guard for anyone to beat them because if Penrith play the way they can I don't think anyone does beat them it's as simple as that and last night they got it right their completion rate and, and completion rates aren't the be all and end all but they are when you're completing it. Yeah, you know, Penrith are completing it close to ninety, and Parramatta are down in, in the sixties. Of course, that's going to. Well, we had Penrith, Ga- Gal on yesterday. Yeah, we had Gal on yesterday, and his concern was uh, the Sharkies, uh, the Gunslingers. You know, they, they they like to throw the ball around, which which is mm. suitable for this time of year. But when you keep yeah. throwing the ball around like that, he was concerned about. You know, you need to complete. You, you just need to play the yep. percentage football. Uh, but I can see where this is going, Vossi. So ten in a row. Parramatta, where you've called them. <laughs> now it's going to yep. be regular season. Then they're going to lose a game away, and it's going to be, okay, the, when Vossi calls them at uh, Combank Stadium, and then it's going to be, <laughs> you, you know, as long as there's a player in the team who's a Sagittarian, you know. <laughs> no. But, you, you use the end in two. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. 2032 yeah, yeah, yeah. comes into play again. Yeah. But in all honesty, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying around Penrith, where – but they still have to come up with a near-perfect 160 minutes. And I've said a long time, Vossi, and you've watched mm. more football than me. I reckon I've watched yeah. more football than nearly anyone, but you've watched more than me. I just have a concern, and I yeah. said this to one of the parents of one of the players because they said, how do you think we're going to go this year? Last year I said they'll win it. I thought, I reckon they're better off losing the first round. And it sounds sort of ridiculous, but 
I am concerned they may be shot ducks. Yes, they blew away the game in the end, but it was two drop yeah. balls from Wunga Blake. I don't want to hammer Wunga Blake, but there wasn't much in the game, you know, and they're no, not no, unbeatable. No, I agree with that. But but you've got to say that where where the championship quality in total review of the match last night is when they were reduced yep. to 12 men. Yes. They had an extra gear to go to. Yep. And Parramatta didn't. And, and, you know, Penrith dominated Parramatta in that period of 10 minutes. And it wasn't that Parramatta didn't have field position. They had a couple of sets up there on Penrith's line and couldn't make a dent. And Penrith actually scored while they had 12 men. I mean, if I was to go back and look at a post-mortem, you know, that could you say that's where Penrith won it? Well, that's yeah. where they avoided losing it. Because if they dropped their bundle there, Parramatta put on a couple of tries. Totally different story. But they, they dominated that period and scored as well. So that was from Penrith. And you're right about light on. So now you get the week off. It's going to be quite incredible. We're talking about Luai Cleary three three games in ten weeks when they get to week three of the finals. Yeah. That is, yep. That's so much football, is it? That's, th- that's not much at all. If they get there, I'm, I'm convinced they win it, Adrian. But I, I do think there is a potential for them to be shot ducks in the prelim. If they get there, they win mm. it. Uh, but anyway. Vossi, I'm interested. What Was it wet out there? Because... I think Parramatta's best chance was if they played offload football and they won the offload battle something like 11 to 5. But did the conditions, were they sort of conducive to throwing the ball around to yeah. popping the pass and risking it? Because I don't think if you go set to set in an arm wrestle with Penrith that you beat them. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you what I know. I observe. Look, so you, you quote those offload numbers and we did the same in commentary, but I don't know whether it was really quality offload. It wasn't mm. really promoting to get in to advance your position down the field. There was a few push passes and, and kept it alive, but not the offloading um, result of previous week. So I'd, I'd probably ignore that stat, to be honest. I thought Penrith went in, and this is very amateur stuff. I've never played the big matches, but I watched it, and I thought, even from the opening set, it wasn't the helter-skelter. Like, you think of Origin 3, you think of South Roosters, the big hit, where if anything could go wrong, blokes get knocked out because they're all rushing in. Penrith probably went in with a mentality, no, let's do effective tackling. Yes, they were hitting hard, but they were not careless or reckless in rushing in and third man has to come in at a rate of knots. They were very effective in their defence and resetting their defensive line. And I just think that that was a a deliberate ploy by them. If you come out at 1,000 miles an hour, then we've seen it in so many big matches. You know, you end up with something going wrong or whatever, or you can burn yourself out possibly as well. I just thought it was a really calculated performance. Now, Parramatta, I'm not saying they're gone now because I think they need to have a really good sit-down and see how that game unfolded. You're right, Joel. There wasn't... Yeah, they did lead at one point in the mm. second half. It is 8-7. It's not like they were absolutely blown off the park. But when Penrith did get going, there was no question in my mind Parramatta couldn't go with them. And I, and I was... And I'm still struggling today to to think of why that was. Mm. And I can and I and I'm sorry if I'm putting pressure on the big players, but they've had great years. Gutherson, Brown, were not factors last night, and I'm not sure why that was. Is that Penrose defence? Did they have a little off night? Did they were they in the right space? I don't know. But um, yeah, Moses going off was a big way to them, but it was the lack of big plays from the big players that I think was the the biggest factor I took out of the match. The big story all week, Vossi, was Taylor May. Now it looks like he might miss a game anyway. It was almost yeah. inconsequential him playing, wasn't it? 
Well, you know, I, I, I joke the commentary. There's probably people watching thought that he could have served the sin bin in round three next year. They <laughs> 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 should have held it over. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's, that's just bizarre what's, what's unfolded mm. last oh, week. The more ridiculous. you think about it, the more you just scratch it. Ridiculous. Though, what the hell? I mean, that's just... You know, it's as silly as the, the, the marks on the tattoos he's now got under the eyes. In my yeah, opinion. I saw but, um, that. What's it, a yeah, love heart under his eye? Where really? they come from? Where they come from? Like, I thought he's got mud on his face. <laughs> did you see that, Joe? No, I, I did not. He's got, he's got a love heart, like with a, like a, a bolt, you know, like a broken love heart yeah. under his eye, oh, on his face. No, thanks. Like a prison tattoo. You would have thought the next tattoo we'd get would be a premiership one. Like that's yeah. the next time they'd be going to the tattoo parlor, yeah. rather than going beforehand uh, as a final series. The, the problem with that tat was, um, my girlfriend said to me while we were watching the game, she'd heard me heard of me and Vossie speaking about midweek about this Taylor May who was going to, uh, you know, it's backslam someone in a pub or something. Oh yeah. And as he yeah. came on screen, she didn't even know who the player was. She goes, "I bet that's the guy that backslammed the guy." <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> right? Yeah, because he popped up on screen with this tattoo on his oh, face, yes. and, and she goes, "That's the guy, isn't it?" And the, oh, wow. the big rat's tail. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He hasn't done himself any favors. No, no. But anyway, as, as to that situation, I mean, with a with a tackle, I mean, when, when watching it live, as I called it, I didn't. But then went to a replay. I think I uh, had uh, very little question. I thought they got lucky in the second half. I thought Spencer Lemieux. Um, I, I probably need an explanation as to why he didn't get sin bin. I thought yeah. his 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 um headshot was far more forceful than Taylor Mays, to be honest. Um, but anyway, that's uh, by the by now. Um, Taylor May's situation, well, I can't offer you any explanation and nor can I even attempt to offer any defence of the NRL's position on, on what they are allowed to happen. I, I, I find it... It's, it's as ridiculous as anything we've come across and by gee, there's some contenders for ridiculous things. Oh, hey, Vossie, I, um, I've never been a big fan of how we do the Dalliums. I, I love the award. No. But... Yeah. My, my solution to it is that each broadcaster on the game provide their 3 2 1, and we all throw it in the mill. And what it does is it irons out the clangor. So you don't have a clangor in the game, right? So, um, which we've seen, which can decide an award. But that all said, I have great respect for commentators, both in tipping and, and how they appraise the game, because they're watching it so closely uh, with a laser like view. Regarding disregarding Metricons, disregarding Dally M's, who do you actually believe has been, given all the football you've watched in 2022, who do you believe has been the best player in the competition? Well, he didn't have possibly his best night last night, from, but from all the Penrith games I've done, Dylan Edwards has been outstanding. I mm. mean, he's just, his level of consistency has been amazing. That's why you get such a shock last night now, because he used to have errors in his yeah, game. You can remember some, some poor ones, but... For the last few seasons, he's just been so good. And that's why it was a shock last night when he suddenly um, has, has a drop ball or two. So, Dylan Edwards has been very, very good. So, if he if he got your player of the year, um, that would come as no surprise. I don't know whether there's anyone at Melbourne um, that would stand out. Well, they've finished outside the four at the Sharks. Um, Nico Hines has obviously been uh, very good, very good. But has he been better than Dylan Edwards? I say no. So, I'm using Edwards as my benchmark for games that I've done. Yep. Um, working through the Cowboys, a team effort. You know, Cowboys performances spread across, you know, a number of players. I noticed from their own. I was quite surprised. Jason Tamalola got voted their player of the year. Well, okay. I thought, really? Right. Jason Tamalola. Well. Um, whereas the player's player was Tom Dearden. And I said, yeah, well, that, that sort of makes sense as well. But that just shows you the difference of opinion. That's probably my view of the Cowboys. It's Reese Robson, I'd probably have as their best. I haven't seen him play a yeah. bad game. Um, but is he gone better than Dylan Edwards? Probably not. Uh, and then I go through 
um, the, uh, the, 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 the Parramatta side and to say, well, Moses has been good. Dylan Brown's been outstanding. Has he accumulated enough points to go past Dylan Edwards? Maybe not. Yep. So I've worked my way down Dylan Edwards. But but I'm not I'm not necessarily a three two one fan. No. So, no. you know, you know, a, a good player in you know, a, a, to, to be fair, a good player in the Titans Warriors last week. Does that match up to, you know, Correct. the best player on ground at a Melbourne v Penrith game? Correct. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I used no, to play. I used to play golf at Barney Park. It was a par three golf course. Very, very easy. <laughs> you, you've got to appraise the course you're playing, and and yeah. and yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. But but Vossi, we are very, very happy to have your time on a Saturday. We appreciate it, and and, and I meant what I said at the start. You, you are the best commentator in the game, and you love the game, which is even more so. Uh, thank you very much. Enjoy your Saturday. Well, I you know I apologise, Parramatta, if I have let you down. Well. <laughs> Trust me, what I have learned over the years, and, and I've been on the end of the brunt of criticism, yeah. and they say, why don't you say that? Well, commentators don't actually decide games no, um, no. at all. No, that's <laughs> Things right. Things which say, like Gus Gould's opinion or that doesn't actually you know, decide matches, yes. what he says in commentary, if he says something. Oh, you're uh, biased. But, at least, but, but, I, but I'm happy to be the whipping boy today because it's all good fun. Um, yeah, and Parramatta's still alive. Uh, who's to say in two weeks' time we're not having a chat at the same time talking about, well, Parramatta, can they win tonight? You know, yep. that could be the case. Yep, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's the, I put it this way. I'll finish on this. I still stand by it. This is the best week one matchups we've ever had in all my time following rugby league. We've, we've had the, the format system anyway. You know, all four games, absolute belters, and I can't wait for the two uh, this afternoon and tonight, and I'm calling Roosters Rabbitohs tomorrow and can't wait to call that. I'm as excited about that game tomorrow as I am when I called my first game, you know, 30 years ago. I, I totally agree with everything you said. I was actually torn. So the big article in the Daily Telegraph was the Juju Parramatta. But I also knew here at SEN, <laughs> last week he had interviewed Michael Checker, who lost to New Zealand after flogging him the week before. Oh, He'd interviewed Alex on. Carey, who went on to lose to Zimbabwe. Yeah. Uh, he interviewed yeah. Philip Lowe, the, the um, <laughs> RBA governor. Rates went up 50 uh, points. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically you're the kiss of death now yeah. Yeah. Hey Vossi, well done mate on, on what you've achieved to this point And uh, we're very privileged to have you here on the Crunch Time uh, Good to be on the show um, And uh, Joel, look after James He's a, he's a bit of a weird fish, uh, yeah. James Magnus <laughs> <laughs> Well he's got this tattoo of a uh, love heart on his eye But anyway, uh, yes this is Crunch Time James Magnus and Adrian Prezenko, the great Vossi what, If you missed all of that chat, catch up on the podcast SEN League is the way to do that More to come on the other side of this it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.